Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation, brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday uh, to you guys out there. Um, hope that you had a fantastic weekend. Hope that this week is kicking off on a great and productive as well positive note for you guys. I'm excited, you guys. we got a new guest joining us this evening. And so I'm going to tell you all about her and more, of course, in a minute. But as always, the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shouts out to YRN 1328 for always holding us down over here. And, of course, uh, we definitely uh, want to thank you guys um, who are continuing to donate um, to our family and friends in the Texas area. Those are in Florida uh, and various places that have been um, hit by um, the various hurricanes that have taken place. And so our prayers once again are sent out to all of those who are in the line of the latest uh, hurricane, I believe her name is Maria, um, who is uh, brewing all over the place. So big prayers uh, for you guys who are in the pathway um, that they're saying that she may go. Um, may you guys be protected um, and safe, all those great things. And so nevertheless, folks, uh, as promised, we got a great guest joining us this evening. Uh, we got Cheryl Peavy, and she's going to be joining us this evening. We're going to talk about her book entitled Take All of the Time You Need. And um, I'm very I'm very excited about um, discussing her book tonight and the topic that it surrounds, which is grief. Um, and oftentimes when, when we're dealing uh, with grief, uh, you know, people – some reason want to put a time stamp on how long you should grieve and in what way you should grieve, all these different things. So tonight we're going to talk about her book and all those great things. And don't forget, if you've got a question or a comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or you can inbox me on Facebook at Bianca Fly. And I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the air, you guys. So nevertheless, uh, we have to pay a few bills first, and so we're going to take a little break. But we're going to come back, we're going to welcome our special guest, Cheryl Peavy, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and um, as always, uh, we are giving you a great topic tonight and a great guest. And so we're not going to delay any further. We're going to bring author Cheryl Peavy um, on here so you guys can meet her and more, you guys. Cheryl, you there? 
Yes, I am. Hi, Bianca. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, uh, definitely been looking forward to it. It seems like it seems like we've been we've been uh, working on this for a long time, uh, <laughs> getting yes. hard here and uh, making things happen. But we definitely, uh, definitely made it happen, and I'm glad that you are on here tonight. And so, for the folks out here, Cheryl, uh, who may not know who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a best-selling author, speaker, and inner life coach. And I work with young girls and women who are faced with traumatic life situations. They Mm -hmm. are nurtured and supported, resulting in abundance or personal abundant growth and transformation by my live events and premier coaching. Nice. Absolutely. So what was it about this specific um, field that made you want to get involved um, with helping young girls as well as women? Um, um, well, for me, it was the loss of my mother and grandmother uh, four mm-hmm. years ago, a little over four years ago. And at that time, I'm, that type of loss just changed me instantly. And I questioned my existence. Why am I here? What's my purpose? How do I go on without mm-hmm. my, you know, my mother? What, you know, I felt mm-hmm. like an orphan. What am I supposed to do next? And right. I did. I, I went into a depression. And I thought the people that were in my life, family, and friends were going to be there for me to pick me up out of that and mm-hmm. help me, but they they weren't. And I got a lot of lip mm-hmm. service. You know, you hear that, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. Right. If there's anything I can do. And that right. Right, was just common. But people, yeah. You, yeah. you really don't know until you go through that. It's just, uh, you know, it's just words. And then when you reach right. out. And then it's like, okay, you know, let me call you back or, you know, they're not answering. I just realized mm-hmm, that this mm-hmm. was something I was going to go through by myself. Yeah, and absolutely. I just felt that women, you know, we go through a lot of things in our life and there are other women out there who will support and encourage you no matter what. And I wanted to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to be that particular woman, woman to be there for other women. And that's what, absolutely. you know, propelled me to do this. Absolutely. For you, um, going through, the, you know, the period of um, the loss of loved ones, and you mentioned something that I always find very interesting and in that we hear a lot, especially at funerals or if you're at the home of someone who just recently passed, you hear uh, that uh, common comment of, is there anything I can do for you, let me know. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I sometimes... Not sometimes, but most of the time I kind of cringe when I hear people yeah. say that because it's kind of like, you know, I, I feel like it's just a common comment that people feel like, okay, well, that's what I should say, you know, during this mm-hmm. particular time. Um, I can, you know, recall from my own grandmother when she passed, you know, people coming over to the house, oh, if y'all need anything, you know, just let us know. And it's like, you know, and then after a while, um, you no longer hear from people. And I I, I never Mm -hmm. could understand why is it once someone passed, you know, maybe for Mm -hmm. a good week or two, people call and check on you. And then after that, you're left alone. You know, nobody's coming over to visit or nobody's, you know, doing the phone call. Cheryl, why do you think that is? Do you think that we as humans just don't know how to handle situations like that emotionally, so we just kind of distance ourselves? Yes, that's exactly the reason. For some reason, and, I, you know, it's, it's just you don't know, but when someone passes, it's like people are afraid of death. They're afraid to talk about right. it. They're afraid to be around right. someone who's going through it. And I don't know if they think that it's going to come off on them, but a lot of mm-hmm. times it comes down to exactly what you said. No one knows how to handle another person who's grieving if they haven't been through it themselves. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and and it's one of those things, you know, um, and I think people don't always understand that the people who are grieving – um, are all already going through something, you know, and so to have people who pretty much just disappear on you, 
you know, after mm-hmm. a certain time period is can be very hard for people. And people don't understand as well how easy it is for someone who is mourning to slip in the, into depression. And I know that you mentioned that earlier about, you yeah. know, getting depressed. And, mm-hmm. um, of course, there are different stages um, to grief. Um, right. um, and in that process, but when it comes to depression, I think depression is kind of one of those top things. And so, for you, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, your your mother and grandmother um, died relatively clo- close um, in, in the same yeah. year. Is that correct? Two weeks apart. Yes. Two weeks apart. Yes. 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 Two and weeks so, apart. Mm-hmm. For you, because we look at our mother, of course, our mothers are our nurturers and all those great things, and it's our grandmothers, they, um, you know, are the pillars of our family. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. you, being a woman, what was that emotion like experiencing that? You know, um, when I think about it, that was actually my mother's mother, so... You know, like you said, my grandmother was like, yeah. for me, it's like, okay, that's the matriarch of the family. She's gone. Right. All the history. Right. All the, right. you know, all that learning or even, mm-hmm. you know, things I still wanted to know was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, she's gone. I honestly thought I was in a dream. Okay, like my, my grandmother, and then all of a sudden um, my mom and it's like, wait a minute. It, it, I'm like, okay, I know I'm dreaming. I'm just going to wake up. They're going to be here. I'm just in a nightmare. And for a while, I kept telling myself it wasn't real. And it just one day, and it didn't hit me all of a sudden. I would say like a month later after all the hoopla. And, and another thing I'll discuss that's interesting is when someone passes away in your family, there's always arguing with family members. I don't understand that. It was mm-hmm. crazy dissension yes. with my family and the bickering, and I just I said I can't take it. I had to remove myself from my family. Yeah. I was just I can't, can't take this anymore. So for me, it was just it's just like I just lost everything. It just was like you know I always had my mom, always had my grandmother. You know when we were born, that's all we we know is our mom, Absolutely. you know our parents, and then when they're gone, it's like. You 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 die too. A part of you dies because mm, you're like absolutely. What's what's next? Absolutely. That so was a very difficult transition for me. Very very hard to take. Absolutely. Once I yeah absolutely. came out of that, you know, out of that absolutely. denial. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And even with going back to what you were saying about the. As I call it, it's time almost almost like a volcanic volcano eruption that yes. happens amongst family members when someone and I and and this is something that I personally still deal with in my own family because I always felt that when my grandmother passed, I feel like a part of our family just jumped in the casket with her and just mm-hmm. died, you know, just just went away mm-hmm. with her, and mm-hmm. I never could understand why it always seems that when those head matriarchs of families pass away, why does the family just fall away in shambles? Like you said, you have people who are arguing um, over very Mm -hmm. petty, you know, maybe even materialistic things, um, you know, and it causes a lot of feuds. And some people, you know, walk away Mm -hmm. never even speaking to each other again, Mm -hmm. you know, over the craziest Mm -hmm. situations, you know. And so... Why do you think? Do you think like the 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 we feel like we no longer have anyone that is going to make us accountable when those head matriarchs die? So we just kind of letting out our our true feelings. Why do you feel that there is such a great shift in the family dynamic when those head matriarchs pass away? I think what it is is that it is actually your your heritage, your existence, mm. where. Yeah, you know your mother. You know your mother came from. It's just the history you lose. It's like you right. lose knowing your heritage of your family, where you came from. It's like the matriarch. I mean, it's something about that position of just she's strong. When she, whatever she says goes, you never dis disrespect it. You know your grandmother, who was head of the family. It was just like she was head. 
and everybody just, you know, falls under what she was and what she said. It was just, it's just the dynamics of the family. That's like the head of the family. And it just, once that goes, it just seems like there was no control. It's like she kept everything in line. She kept everyone in line. And I think that's what happens once that person goes, who, who's there to keep you in line? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that also we, um, as certain people, we don't always understand the importance of family and the true definition of family. You know, we, you know, oh, that's my Mm -hmm. cousin, that's my aunt, that's, you know, my brother, my sister. But I think a lot of times people are just kind of going with emotion. And it's until they get into certain situations, they realize just how important family is. You know, to have people that can you can lean on and support and those people that can support you and thus far. And so nowadays you find where even the family structures um, are very different, you know, especially in the African-American families, you know, because there's an abundance of issues that can take place. So you have people who, you know, they're no longer speaking or there's no – no more family reunions. So some family don't even get to know each other because yes. uh, of some of these issues that have been created. Mm-hmm. You're right. And so for you, um, going through that process of, you know, seeing, seeing, you know, family members kind of, you know, go at one another during the passing um, of your loved ones, what do you believe Um made you want to really distance yourself from that situation? Because a lot of times, you know, uh, people may want to come in, we want to play peacemaker, we want to we wanna make things right. And so what made you say, you know what, I, I just kind of need to, to step back away from the situation? Um, you know, it really got ugly within my family. When the name mm-hmm. Colin started, and I'm like, yeah. why am I? Why are you calling me that? What What are you talking in right. other issues? Like, you right. did this so many years ago. And I'm like, what? And I was just like, I just said, you know what? That might have been their way of releasing what they're feeling. Because so sometimes, mm-hmm, you know, what mm-hmm. it says, the people who are closest to you, whatever they're going through, they take it out on you. But yeah, I kept yeah. saying, you know, that's. My grandmother, just as well as your grandmother, that's my mother, that's your aunt. It was. I was like, you know what? I I just told him I, I can't anymore. I just can't because it was mm-hmm. too much energy. It was just draining, and it was just. I, I said I had to pull away, and that was the best thing for me to do because yeah. I was able to not have to hear what they had to say, and it gave me the time yeah. that I needed for me to just. You know, go through my grieving process. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and I was mentioned earlier that um, just, just doing a little research, I discovered that there are um, what they call the the five stages of grief. Um, you have yeah. denial, anger, yeah. um, mm-hmm. bargaining, um, mm-hmm. depression, and acceptance. And so, of course, with denial, you know, we we we're we're in denial that that person is even gone, and then the anger steps yeah. in because then we begin to question, you know, why is this even taking place? Mm-hmm. And the bargaining, and the bargaining is a big issue. And and what we I mean by bargaining, um, for the folks that are listening, is when you it's kind of like, oh, I, I would do anything to get this person back. Yeah. you know, so yeah. you're willing to, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a start going to church more, or I'm a start, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. all these different things to to get the individual back. And of course, depression is a huge one, and acceptance. And so, Cheryl, with with all of these different stages. Um, and, and I've always mentioned to people, I always feel that people want to rush individuals through their grieving process. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. why I was excited to see the title um, of your book, you know, Take All the Time You Need, because I believe that some people have been rushed through their process of yeah. grieving. Yeah. Uh, because when people see you, they're like, okay, well, you know, 
grandma or whomever has been gone for X amount of time, it's time for you to get back out there. Or even when someone has maybe lost a spouse, you hear people, mm-hmm. okay, you got to get together, get back out there, start dating again, you know, or meeting people. And for some folks, it's just not that easy, especially if you, you know, had the joy of being with people or having people in your life for a substantial amount of time. And so going through your own grieving process, did you find that people expected you to just kind of instantly snap out of it, so to speak, after a certain period of time? Yes, I did. And I was actually approached by so many people saying, "Are you know, you're not over the loss of your mom, you know, your mom and your grandmother. I'm like, are you serious? And that was my reaction. Are you well, serious? Yeah. And I'm like, why would I be over that so quickly? I mean, it was like months. Mm-hmm. I was maybe two or three months later. I was like, really? So it just showed me how mm-hmm. grief is handled differently by people. Right. And sometimes, and I think what was so deep for me is when you're so close to someone and you lose that person, that's what makes it harder to get through, whereas someone else has lost someone and it doesn't bother them. And it's like, okay, I moved on. But um, I said, you know, and I I really, really mean this when I say this, no one can tell you how long you should heal because each grief process, each five stages of grief, you rush through those. Right. And those take, and you're going to go through every single stage, and you can be in one stage for months. You know, it's just not up to the status quo of what the world says you should be. It just has to work for you as the individual, because if you go through it and you rush right. through it, it's going to come back up at some point in your life mm-hmm. and cause problems. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. And I think that. You know, we have to learn ways of being more, um, just um, showing more sympathy um, and empathy Mm -hmm. towards people um, during that time period because I feel that, you know, as I always say, you know, us living in in this microwave society, you know, we want things done quick and fast, and we expect everybody to be on that same page. And so, you know, like you said, having mm-hmm. people like, okay, well, you're not over this yet. I think that that's kind of the problem that we're seeing amongst a whole lot of things that are taking place is people rushing through, you know, you're rushing through um, the grieving process of, and you can grieve from various things. Some people grieve from the loss of a relationship, from the loss of a yeah. marriage, from the loss of a child, you know, mm-hmm. um, the loved ones and so forth. And I think that because we want to things to be so quick, we're expecting people to just get over situations overnight mm-hmm. and not understanding, you know, the true impact. I mean, like you said, you know, okay, lost my mother. Now I have lost my mother's mother, you know. So these two major people um, in my life, you know, are are mm-hmm. no longer here. And so to have individuals want to kind of, you know, push you through that process, you know, is not allowing you, you know, that true grieving stage. And so um, let's see here. We do have a, a question from Cynthia um, out of Atlanta. Uh, she wants to know, what do you say to those family members? who constantly question why you aren't over the loss of a loved one. I've had people question me for months and even years now over the loss of my husband. But people don't understand the connection that we had, and I feel like people want me to wash away his memory. No, definitely. um, She's asking what should she say to the family members that are continually... Yeah, um, wanting her to kind of rush through her grieving process. Honestly, it's it's standing up and just saying this is my life, and mm-hmm. there is no, there is nowhere is it written that I have to live my life according to your standards and live mm-hmm. to what 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 your expectations are of me. I lost my husband, right. you know whatever that, you know, that relationship was to her was everything, and that was special. And people mm-hmm. don't seem to understand that. And a lot of times, right. you know, you have to look at the person. She has to look at that family member and, you know, right. and say what have they been through or look at them as mm-hmm. 
how do I say it, their character. Because right. if they're in a sensitive person towards everything and they complain about everything, they're not going to understand. And a lot of times I've mm-hmm. learned family doesn't understand when you go yeah. through these type of situations. And she just yeah. needs to just either, you know, treat them like a long handle spoon, as my mom used to say, mm-hmm. and just Absolutely. be around people who are supportive and understand where she's, where she's at. And I would just, you know, Absolutely. limit the conversation and say that's not a subject that I'm willing to talk to you about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. David uh, from San Francisco wants to know, how do you get past the anger stage when grieving? I found myself to be very angry during the loss of my father and still have moments where I find myself getting angry all over again. So is there is there a such thing as as getting past that anger? Um, what I would say there is, but what David is talking about, I, I would say to David, go through the process of that that mm-hmm. stage of just yeah. being angry. You have to let all your feelings out. You have to acknowledge them, and just don't right. say, you know, I'm not supposed to be feeling angry. You have the right to be mm-hmm. angry, mm-hmm. And, right. you know, because it's life-altering, and once you let that out, what I did for me was that I had to let go of my anger, and the way that I did that is that I was starting to read different books that helped me as far as dealing with loss, because there's a lot of Mm -hmm. books that people wrote about that, but also for me, it was also praying to God and, 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 you know, the Bible, but if you can't let go of that anger, it it comes deeply rooted, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. comes like a, a open wound. But eventually, because I wouldn't say, David, hurry up and get over your anger. It's a process. And like I said, each stage you're there for a while. He could be there for six months to a year. But eventually, he he has to forgive himself of the anger, and and he also has to address, why am I angry? Am I angry at my dad because he's gone? What is the really the root of why am I angry or angry at myself because there's things that I could have did while my dad was still alive that I didn't do? So he needs that question and say, why am I angry? And if it is at himself, then he needs to, you know, learn how to forgive himself. And as he starts to forgive himself, then the anger will start to disappear. I can't say that word, dissipate. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Erica uh, from Atlanta as well, uh, she wants to know, how do you deal with the fact that you didn't settle an argument with someone before they passed? How do you come to terms with yourself um, with that, because then I know that's a big issue for a lot of people. You've heard people talk about having disagreements with their parents or spouses, loved ones, mm-hmm. and they never really got settled. Um, and some people really harbor on to like, oh, I wish I would have, you know, I wish we would have made men's or I wish we would have talked about, you know, certain things that took place. How does one go about dealing with that? Well, you know, I I went through that process of, you know, there was so much that. You know, I wanted to do for my mom that I wasn't able to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you think about it, if you have that particular argument with someone and they pass, it's, it's about you forgiving yourself. You have to forgive mm-hmm. yourself. And I always mm-hmm. say, you know, say, God, you know, I, this still bothers me. We had an argument before they passed. Forgive me for not settling that argument and then say, right. help me forgive myself. Because right. honestly, you know, there, um, you don't know if, I'm sure that other person would have been, you know, I, I love you too, I forgive you, but you have right. to forgive yourself. It, and, and I don't want to say let it go, but it's a part of just mm-hmm. forgiving, who, you know, forgiving yourself and saying, you know, there's nothing that you can do. You know, they're right. gone. So, but if you hold on to that, you know, that, Feeling that feeling can, will continue to control your life, and you don't want your life to to be that way of feeling like you know it's my fault. And if I would have did this, you just have to forgive yourself. Absolutely, uh, Daniel uh, from Alabama wants to know how did you personally deal 
uh, with the depression part of grieving. And and that's a huge one as well because you have so many people um, who suffer from depression in general. But some for some folks it comes on from the on- onset of the loss of someone. So how did you personally deal uh, with the depression part in the, gr- the grieving stage? You know, at first I didn't recognize that that's what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I Sometimes you don't. You you ignore the signs. But I realized when I was depressed because I didn't want to do anything anymore. Nothing excited me. It was like I was on automatic, you know, automatic pilot just going through life. Yeah. But like I said before, I was seeking help from everybody. And then one day I just, you know, I just got tired of, um, you know, expecting people to help me. And I did one day I did. For me, it was just that I just called out to God. I was like, Show me my purpose or let me go. Because I didn't want to be here. I'm honest. I didn't want to be here because I'm like, I don't, what am I supposed to do? And, and for me, I had, you know, I have a son and he was my saving grace. And I realized mm-hmm. that he still needed me to Absolutely. be his mom. Because if something happened to me, then who's going to take care of him? And for me, right. that was my saving grace to come out of depression. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. You know, a lot of times that's what a lot of people say, if they have children and someone needs them, that brings them out of that. But I, I'm not going to say it was overnight because I was depressed for a while. I right. was in that place. And right. just one day it was just like you have, a, you have a child that needs you. But he also needed to see what I went through as well. You know, Absolutely. you can't, Absolutely. you shouldn't hide what you're going through because then your children or who's seeing what you're going through can say, you know what, if that happens to them, they know how to get out of that or they would recognize that in someone else to help them. But mm-hmm. right. it's a process. Absolutely. And I think you said something very valuable about allowing your son to see that grieving process because a lot of times, especially when there's, you know, a loss, we want to shield our children from seeing those things, you know, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're kind of putting on the happy face, like, oh, you know, mommy's all right, or, you know, all these different mm-hmm. things. And so then our children also learn also how to react to things when it may happen to them. So, for instance, you've, I remember, you know, some people saying, well, I never saw my mother cry, you know, mm-hmm. um you know, even during sad moments, I, I never saw her cry or I never saw, you know, my dad, you know, get angry because children are always watching our reactions and how we react to certain things. And then they react, you know, in that way when they're faced with various situations. So it allowed your, your you know, your son to feel that raw emotion, but also, you know, feel the vulnerability, you know, through that stage as well. And, and see what it's like, you know, to experience a lot. Yes, yes, it's important. And even though, you know, I also had to realize that he was going through something because sometimes we forget mm. that kids, yes. you know, they go through, a, they they feel it, and he was showing signs of just being angry, you know, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that was his way of dealing with mm-hmm. it. And he mm-hmm. really didn't know how to deal with it. Right. So I just, you know, I said I, I, it was just like I had to think of him as well. But like Absolutely. I said, initially it, it wasn't the case. It was just me being in my own world of like, oh, my gosh. And then, like I said, after a certain amount of time, I just realized that my son needed me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, what I want to do, um, Cheryl, is I want to take a break, um, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, some of the healing stages. Uh, through um, the grief process. I know people always um, have talked about, you know, the initial grieving process, but there um, is healing that takes place um, throughout it. Um, So what we're going to do, we're going to go for a break, um, but we're going to come back. But if you guys still have more questions, feel free to inbox me on Facebook at Bianca Fly, and I'll be happy to uh, share your questions live on the air here. And so we're going to take a little break, you guys, but we'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everyone. It's me. 
Lisa from the Conversations with Trent show featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living right here on your radio network, YRN 1328. And listen, folks, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated in Asheville, North Carolina, wants you to be a part of the 2017 Brutillion Launching New Leaders event taking place December 2nd, 2017. Their goal is to introduce the community to future leaders and citizens, uh, ranging from ages 13 to 18. Um, the objective is to engage in helping um, their young gentlemen achieve to their highest potential and rise above the circumstances surrounding them. They will provide workshops uh, for cultural basis, education, and economic as well as social growth and development. If you uh, would like to place an ad um, in their program for the 2017 Boutillion event, please email us at the B-Fly Show. Um, so if you're an author, music artist, poet, you name it, or if you just have a business um, that you want to Get your ad um, in their program. The prices are exceptionally great. Uh, so make sure you email us at the show at gmail.com, and we will uh, give you those prices and set things up for you guys. And uh, as always, we are grateful for you guys tuning in to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And we're going to get back to Cheryl Peavy right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. All right, Cheryl. And so for the folks out here, um, going through the process, um, a lot of times we don't realize um, the healing that may come uh, from when we are in the grieving process. During the stages of you losing your mother as well as your grandmother, what do you believe are some... I'll say that the last part again. I'm sorry. Uh, what do you believe um, are some of the things that you learned about yourself during the grieving process that you may weren't aware of beforehand? I realized um, how strong I am because I really didn't think I was. But mm-hmm. the, And I also realized that, well, I really found out who I really am through that process. I learned yeah. more about myself. And I realized that it was time for me to come out and stop wearing a mask. For me, I had other things going on within my life, but that just woke me up to to be strong, to be who I am. And um, it changed my, my life as far as, like, you know what, I there's things that I've always wanted to do. I don't want to wait. You know, life is too short. Right. It just it really actually made me more more conscious, aware of my life and what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So it, it did. Absolutely. It changes you. You change. You're never the Absolutely. same. So people say, oh, yeah. I'm going to go back and be the same person I was before. No, you, you will never. Yeah. Your life is never the same. Never. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in um, writing this book, take all of the time you need what was it, um, or when was that moment um, that you felt, I need to write a book about the grieving process? I need to write a book about, you know, my challenges and my experience um, through this. Well, one of the reasons I, I, I did is because I just got so tired of people telling me, you know, you should be you should be over the loss. And that, that mm-hmm. angered me because mm-hmm. – and um, – yeah. I'm like, no. And I said I wanted to share my story with others 
as far as it was a healing process for me to really be able to write my feelings out of what I experienced. But then I also realized there are other people exactly going through the same thing that I'm going through in this world. And they could be experiencing the same, you know, negativity from people, no encouragement or support. And it's so important that when you know that you're not alone, it makes a difference. And when you share your story and other people reach out to you, and say, you know, I've been through the same thing. You know, people said this, and it's just a way of saying, oh, gosh, I'm not the only one. Thank God, you know. It's, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. that somebody can yeah. understand me. So that was the, one yeah. of the reasons why I did it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, going through the process, um, a lot of times, as you were talking about before, about, you know, learning things about yourself. And um, I wanted to ask you, because we talked about families and how uh, family, you would think that mo- that doing the grieving process, and I think maybe for maybe a substantial amount of time you have families who come together and they may be super, super close, you know, and then after a while, uh, you know, true feelings or emotions and all these things get into place and it causes, you know, that disruption in the family. And so what have you or what are you striving to teach your son about the definition and the purpose of what true family should be? Well, you know, I've always um... – and if this is the truth, when you think about it, when we're growing up, and mm-hmm. I know for me, I would I would always say, when I have kids, I'm going to make sure, you know, X, <laughs> Y, and Z happens. Because yeah. I did, I was like, yeah. you know, and then I'm going to, ha- you know, I'm going to make sure they have more than I did. And um, as far as my son is, not saying that my mother didn't talk to me about things, but I right. have an open door policy. It's like, I don't care what it is. You can mm-hmm, talk to me mm-hmm. about any and everything. I don't care. You should, you should never be embarrassed to come to me and talk to me about right. anything, if it's anything regarding right. your body, because you know how boys are. And I said, I don't care right. what it is. And I just stress that communication is so important and that mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. really talk and, and communicate with your family, that's what, you know, strengthens the bond. And, and it's also about support and encouragement and recognizing that I recognize in him what his gifts are. Instead of concentrating on his weaknesses, I just pour into him that you're good at doing this, all that's awesome, to really make him build up that confidence within himself. Mm-hmm. So once he becomes mm-hmm. a man, then he will be able to provide those same things that it was instilled in him to his family and just to make it a really strong knit family because communication is so important with family and a lot of times that does not exist doesn't exist absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely what are some ways um let's see here um kimberly um from florida she wants to know what are some ways that you can improve um your family dynamic once someone has passed away and people have seemed to have gone on about their individual's lives what are some ways you believe that people can try to reconnect uh with their family so what do you think Shirley i mean how can we go about trying to i guess restructure and, and rebuild our family to what it was before you know things may have gotten in the way i would say that you just start having uh, you know, suggesting to have family dinners, like maybe once mm-hmm. a month or every right. Sunday, just come together as a family, have dinner, and sit down and just have conversations. You don't have to talk about what has happened in the past. It's done. Right. It's done. Leave it there. Right. But you can grow Absolutely. and move on by saying, hey, let's start getting together and just see how that goes. And like right. I said, and don't bring up the past. Don't bring up, you know, well, because then if you do, then it starts all over again. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes uh, one person in the family has to swallow their pride and be the bigger person and say, you know what, let's start getting back together. Let's do things together. Like I said, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, a picnic or, you know, a trip, something that would just bring everybody back together. And they can think of the, the mm-hmm. you know, wonderful memories they had with the, the person that passed away. But, right. you know, just slowly spending time together and just talking and laughing. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Cheryl, when people go and they purchase um, this book, what do you want them to be able to take away from it and apply um, to their own lives? Well, for um, like I said, I shared I shared actually a little bit deeper about the actual story of what happened between the two weeks right. of them passing, right. and. What I want people to take away is that, okay, this person has actually shared her story, and she's went through and talked about the five stages of grief, so I know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And even it's also a great book for even for your kids because they're going to go through the same stages. So you say, let's say I read the book, then you would be able to recognize when someone's in a stage. So I don't want to say it's like a handbook or a tool, but it just gives a little bit more of a personal touch to someone who's actually mm-hmm. been through it. And says, because there's a lot of books that go into so much detail. It's just, this is my story. These are the five stages I went through and I, you know, put some scriptures that helped me and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just really talked about how some of the things that I experienced and like the healing is just the scriptures and in the book at the end, I have grief broken down to like what G means. And I don't know if I can share it. If you don't mind, can I share that? Absolutely. Okay. I have for grief, um, giving yourself all the time you need to grieve and heal. R is for realizing or recognizing that it is okay to grieve. You don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to be super woman or superman. The I means you. Your grief is your own, and no one can tell you how to grieve or when you should be healed. E is this is not the end of your life, no matter how much it hurts. And F is figuring out who you really are, finding your way, your purpose in your life, and beginning your new life's journey. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Which is, which is so true. I think that... Um, a lot of times we consider, you know, grief the end, you know, and some people don't yes. see a road after the grief process, but um, in actuality there is a road, and so mm-hmm. it may take a time, a little time to, to get back to that road and get back to things, and as you said, things will, will never be the same, and and, and mm-hmm. I know for myself I, I, I would always wonder, like, okay, maybe, you know, since grandma's passed, you know, things are going to, you know, be like they were, and they're not, you know, and you have to get to a point where you're accepting of that. You know, it may be a little discouraging, it may be frustrating um, at some points, but once you get to the point where you realize, okay, things are not going to go back to the way they was 10, 15, maybe even five years ago, uh, but mm-hmm. all you can do is focus on the present and, you know, hopefully, you know, put things in, in a great and positive direction. And so uh, I, I'm so glad that you created this book and, and to share um, the true insight because I think it's easy for us to just pick up a book and say, okay, here's the ABCs of how to, you know, how to get through this grief process. But, mm-hmm. you know, for you to share your personal story um, oh, of, like you said, the inside and outside of, of what it looks like uh, through the journey of, of, of losing um, your loved ones, I believe, will allow readers to be able to connect uh, with you even more. And so, of course, uh, with this book, um, tell everyone where they can go to purchase um, Take All the Time You Need. And can I say one one more thing, please, if that's okay? Absolutely. I just want to let everyone know that you have to think about it from your loved one's standpoint. If they were still mm. here, they would say to you that they would want you to not, I want to say not grieve, but not think that your life is over because they're gone. So true. So mm-hmm. true. You just, I just suggest you just take the memories that you have because I, for me, I have a picture of, of my mom in my car that I keep with me, you know, and um, I always, every time I get that mode of, you know, I miss her, which I miss her every single day, but there's times when you're like, yeah. oh gosh, I wish I could just talk to her. I mm-hmm, just remember mm-hmm. the things that she taught me. And that's what I would say to David when he's talking about his dad, whatever his dad instilled with him, remember those memories, the good times, and they make you feel good. 
just to make right. you also know that they want they want you to be happy. They don't want you to be in that that place of depression and feeling like your life is over. Because trust Absolutely. me, if they were here, they would tell us personally, "We, I love you. You can do this. You're strong. You're my child." So you have to just really think right. of positive vibes that you know that from that loved ones gave you to move. And I, keep, I don't want to say move ahead, but to adapt to, you know, yeah. you know living so your life without your loved one. But you can mm. go to Amazon.com. Um, it's an e-book. Take all the time you need. Just type in, take all the time you need, Cheryl Peavy. And that's how you can purchase the book. Absolutely. And, of course, um, I know that. Um, of course, uh, 2017, man, this, this year is flying by. Uh, we only yeah. have a, a few months left in it. And so what's next in store um, for you? Well, I'm currently at the present time, I have compiled a book collaboration called Diary of a People Pleaser, Overcoming the Needs to Conform to Others, because I used to be a people pleaser. Wow. So that's that's. That's, it's good. I mean, I have all the co-authors. It's it's going to be an amazing, amazing yes. book. And that's another Absolutely. subject a lot of people don't talk about. But um, oh yeah, and <laughs> and just um, continuing to write. I'm a Huffington Post contributor writer. I have been um, speaking on different platforms. So there's a lot of things going on. I'm going to be speaking in Houston in November, and um, just going with just keeping moving and grooving and just doing what I know that I'm called to do and enjoying the process as I go. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, for the folks out here um, who want to be able to connect with you, um, tell them where they can connect with you as far as um, social media and all those great things. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, um, Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, P-E-A-V is in Victor Y, and I always respond. So you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me that way. You can message me on Facebook and all of that, and I will definitely contact you. We look forward to, you know, speaking to anybody who wants to talk about grief further. And also um, the first week in October, it will be advertised that I'm having um, a grief summit, a virtual grief summit with other Oh, wonderful. Grief. Yes, so yeah. that's coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have some awesome women um, on the panel uh, to yes. be speaking um, that I've seen. Yeah. So, yes, uh, definitely, definitely, I will be um, reposting, resharing that information on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page as well. And, of course, um, I'll be posting the link for the book so that you guys can go out and purchase it. And we'll definitely have to get you back on the show to talk about that oh, latest book. Of <laughs> Being a people pleaser yes. is definitely, yes. <laughs> definitely that unspoken <laughs> conversation. Uh-uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, uh, Cheryl, what, what, what would be your your final words, your final your your thoughts or or words of advice to those who maybe they you know that grieving process, maybe that grieving process started for them, you know, last month, last week, maybe even today, you know, and, and they're kind of going through. What would be your words of encouragement to those individuals? Um, I would just honestly say that no matter what you're going through, your life doesn't have to end. And to actually feel what you're feeling, it's okay to feel depressed, suicidal, upset, mad. Mm -hmm. Go through those feelings because that's a way of purging yourself Mm -hmm. and that you you get yourself – support. And um, for me, I, I mean, hospice offered counseling for me for a year, which was fine, Wonderful. but that just mm-hmm. didn't work for me. So you have to find out what yeah. works for you. So true, I'm not against you know, speaking to someone, but getting yourself into a support group, you know, talking to people who've actually been through that process that you know will be understanding and supportive and that they'll listen. You always, and that's, that's what I wanted. I wanted someone to listen to how I was feeling. 
So you need to just find that. There are people out there that will listen to you that are truly, truly for you. And, it, I mean, it doesn't Absolutely. even matter if it's a, a stranger. But I'm like, I'm one of those persons. You know, I just this is what I vow to do forever is to be there for people who don't feel that no one, you know, they don't have anybody. It's important. So I would just say take all the time you need. Don't rush to get to say, oh, I got to get over this. I got to stop. No, because if you don't go through the process and you ignore it, at some point it's going to come back and it's going to be uglier than what it is now. You know, if you suppress your feelings and your hurt and your pain, it's going to end up coming out in other ways that you don't want to. So just allow yourself to go through the process of, you know, of, of feeling what you're feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, like I said, I, I am glad that you have put this book out there. And I hope that um, our listeners tonight who um, are going through that process, or maybe you know someone who is, definitely recommend the book to them because we, we have to know that there are resources out here um, that allow us to get through. Um, you know, it's not going to, not not to say there's not going to be those days where you have, you know, those those thoughts and those feelings resurface, um, but just to have, you know, uh, something to push you through and encourage you um, is what we all uh, definitely can use um, on a daily basis. And so I definitely thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Um, I, I truly enjoyed having you on here and sharing so much insight uh, with myself and the listeners. Well, thank you so much for having me, Bianca. I appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure, and I'll definitely be getting uh, back in touch with you so we can get you uh, back on uh, to discuss that new upcoming book as well. We would definitely love to have you. I I would love to come back, so I look forward to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I definitely will be in touch with you soon, and you have a great rest of your evening. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was Arthur Cheryl PV. You guys, make sure you head on over to Amazon um, to check out um, her book, ebook. Take all of the time you need. So it's an ebook so you can read it on the go uh, while you're on the plane traveling or um, or the or the train or in the passenger seat. We don't want you to be in the driver's seat trying to read, but uh, definitely um, go and purchase. Take all of the time you need by Cheryl PV, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, um, but we're going to come back, and I'm going to let you know who's coming up Thursday right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And welcome back, you guys. And I just want to tell you guys, if you're in the mood, you guys, to um, check out um, an amazing um, record company uh, that is up and moving, check out Ambient Records Group, uh, created by no other than our very own Stephen Jerome Ferguson. Uh, so Ambient Records, you guys, head on over to Facebook. Make sure you like those um, their page, connect with Stephen J. Uh, Ferguson. So if you're into music, maybe you have a song, uh, maybe you play an instrument. Um, he does it all. Connect with him and get your chance at being a part of Ambient Records, you guys. And so tell him B-Fly sent you over there, so he's looking for all amazing um, poets, music artists, um, all of those talented individuals out here uh, in the land, so make sure you head and check out Ambient Records, you guys, brought to you by no other than Stephen Jerome Ferguson, you can also go to sjfmusic.com uh, for more details on 
how to submit um, your music and all those great things for ambient records, you guys. And so, um, of course, coming up uh, this Thursday, you guys, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're rec- welcoming uh, the lovely uh, R&B songstress, Jaguar Wright, you guys, and she's going to come on with her co-author, Sharon Monet, and they're going to be talking about their book entitled The Woodshed, and so uh, Jaguar um, is going to talk about the ins and the outs of being in the music industry, being a music uh, artist, being a mother, being an entrepreneur, um, as well as Sharon Monet, you guys, so make sure you check this out uh, this Thursday, uh, that is September 21st at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Once again, big thank you to Cheryl PV for coming on here and discussing her book entitled Take All the Time You Need. And so, you know, a lot of times when we go through grief, we don't always know how to express ourselves and, and let everybody know how we're feeling or what we're going through. Um, but I want to tell you that go through it and find those individuals because there are individuals out here who will help you through your grieving process. There are resources out here to help you through those grieving process. So never think that you have to go uh, the situation alone or by yourself. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing uh, rest of your evening, and I'll see you guys back here on Thursday. I'm Bianca Fly. Have a good one. I'm missing.